Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Scousers in London football show. My name is G and every week me and the team will be discussing the latest news, views and reviews from one of the world's biggest clubs and a club very close to our hearts, Liverpool FC. Hopefully during our podcast we'll be bringing you tears of joy, banter alongside some very, very good discussions from the lads down south of England. Now, if you want to keep up to date with us and follow us on social media, follow us at Scousers in London on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. And as the famous saying goes, you'll never walk alone. Welcome, 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 guys, to season two of the Scousers in London football show. This is our very, very first live, so to speak, episode. Um, today I've got with me Omar and Aaron. How are you guys doing? Yeah, well. good, bro. Good, 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 good. Um, so today we were just um, speaking offline in our group chat and we decided, you know what, let's take a little trip down memory lane and um, let's kind of little um, have a little talk about the managers, or our top three managers, shall we say, um, who we felt that were kind of influential, but at the same time, the managers who kind of really turned Liverpool into the dynasty that we are at the present moment in time. Um, I'll, I'll just kind of kick things off, um, to be honest. Um, for me, my, the, I haven't really gone order, but for me, I would say probably Gerard Houllier would definitely be up there in the top three for me. I'd say for him, as you guys know, he, he was someone who was able to bring through Steven Gerrard, was able to kind of nurture him. And he, he, was, the first, he was kind of like the first manager. I remember even um, reading somewhere, I remember who it was who was speaking about him. But they were, oh, it was Emil Heskey, actually. I was reading it today. And Heskey was saying that he was the first manager that they'd ever had who'd actually just come in. And he was able to kind of teach these guys about like nutrition and, you know, diets and, you know, in the way of how they kind of thought about football. You know, obviously previously they had Roy Evans, I think was the manager just before that. Um, <clears throat> and when he was manager, obviously he kind of had his, he was a brilliant manager, but he kind of had his old school way of thinking and his old school way of playing, which was, you know, absolutely fine. But, you know, as time was kind of going on and as more and more foreign players were coming into the Premier League, Gerard Houllier was kind of like the guy who was, he was kind of like bringing Liverpool into this new age of football, so to speak. Um, and yeah, man, he was just like, he, he, was, he, he was good, man. He was good. When it was, what, what year was it we won the treble? Um, 2000, uh, someone might have to remind me. I want to say 2001. I think we won yeah, the, the domestic cup treble. 2001. That's it. Yeah. 2001, we won the UEFA Cup, we won the League Cup, we won the FA Cup. Everything basically but the Premier League has been usual. Um, but that year, I remember watching Liverpool that year and I thought to myself, yo, we've got an absolute sick team. You know, we had, um, I think we had, in that year anyway, we had Danny Murphy in central midfield and, um, alongside uh, Stephen Gerrard. We had Sammy Huppier, we had Robbie Fowler, Michael Owen, Stefan Honcho, Jamie Carragher. Um, heck, I even think... Um, Sander Vesterville was in goal, I think, around about those around about those times. And the kind of team that we had, Emil Heskey, <laughs> I forget, um, around about those times, that was like, for me anyway, as a, someone growing up, um, like I was still quite young at that, at that age, when I saw that team, I thought to myself, yo, this is definitely going to be a team who's going to be challenging for Premier League titles, you know, year in, year out. Obviously, it didn't really pan out that way, but you know what I mean. It was just from what we saw, from what we saw, and the things that we were doing, especially in that 2001 season, it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy, man. Like it was, it was just nuts. It was just nuts, man. Um, yeah, I agree, man. I was, I was looking at, um, I was just looking, I was just looking online um, earlier on, and I was looking at. He was the first man. I just said it offline. He was the, he was the guy who brought in Sammy Hupia. Hall of Famer right there, Sammy Huffier. What, what do you guys think about Sammy anyway? In terms of all the centre-backs that we've ever had since, let's, let's just say since Gerald Houllier's time, all the centre-backs we've ever had, where do you rank him? Hey, he's up there, mate. He's up yeah, there. He's up there. He's up there. Like, I'm with you. <laughs> you're, like, you're reading off, my, reading off my notes. I'm telling you, I'm with you. He's <laughs> up there, you know. He's, uh, he just, the way he came, he just, he just, beast he's just 
took over. Um, uh, all of our, our centre backs. Yeah. And the thing about him, he's one obviously, of my favourite as well. Obviously, you know, what's his name? Um, Virgil van Dijk is obviously going to be number one. We already know that. So we can just already throw him away. But along, like, yeah. in terms of all the other ones, I mean, we've had, as I said, we've had Sammy Huppio, we've had Stefan Huncher, we've had Jamie Carragher, we've had. I mean, if you, Danny, I'm Daniel, I'm, I'm just going to say, and everyone's, everyone always wants to say, you know, Jamie Carragher, yes, he was good and whatnot, but Hippie, I'm sorry, yeah. that's my guy. Hippie is there for you. If I could take all, pull the centre back out of the back and, uh, <laughs> to play with, you know, like a vintage player to play beside Van Dyke, it would be Hippie. 100%, man. He was just like, and the thing is, those I two. I still love Carragher. Carragher's still a legend. <laughs> yeah, so I love Carragher, we still, we still love you, don't get twisted, but. Hippie is a whole different kettle of fish, man. Yeah. Nah, Carragher is his character, I think, with Carragher. Like, he, don't get me wrong, Carragher is a good defender, he's a good player, but he's not like, there's nothing when you watch Carragher you think, oh, like, he's amazing, like, he's like, he's like his touch or like his tackling mm. or like his heading or like the strength or like the way he just reads the game or something. It's just more Carragher, mm. just, he's just one of them guys, you know, he just wears his heart on his sleeve and, and you know he's always going to give you his best. Because yeah. there are certain matches where Carragher, like, you got it, like, he got exposed a little bit and whatever, but you know he's just he's just one of them players <laughs> who will always give you that hundred percent. So yeah, like you got to love him. He's just he's just one of them guys like you know that like, he always gives his best for the team. So yeah, you got to love him. But um, I agree. Talent wise, yeah, Hippier was that guy. But um, for me, I I'd always mention Agar, even though because Agar he oh, wasn't yeah, like he wasn't like the dominant defender, but he was like mm-hmm. he was really good on the ball. He was like you know like them kind of silky defenders that they can. They can control the ball. They've yeah. got like a banging shot on them. They can, mm-hmm. they're not just... I agree with that. I agree with that. Because so I said, said Hippia. It was just something where he always, he's get, he always picked up the niggling injuries that would take him like in and out of the team and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was so annoying about it. But I always had love for Agar as well. No, I agree. I agree. He he. Even when he, before he tied, you'll never walk alone on his knuckles. Agar was the man. Oh, but yeah. my thing was, <laughs> I think Hippia yeah. kind of, set pace for some a, a type of player like like Agar and that's why we love him so much and don't get me started I know him and Brendan mm-hmm. Rodgers didn't see eye to eye and whatnot and I think it was very very silly to get rid of him at the time because he was probably one uh, he had him still playing yeah. center back, but we got rid of Agar it was you know but I would say especially Agar, the way he wanted to play as well yeah that, that, exactly yeah. because yeah, he had um, who's the other guy we had Skirtle 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 that was a good defender, but Skirtle, he's rash. Yeah. And he needed, like, that kind of calm man next to him. But the thing with Skirtle, he can't pass. So I'm oh, thinking, are you getting, are you getting rid of Agar? Yeah. So the manager said, they said we targeted Skirtle because he knew he's, he's a bit clumsy on the ball. He doesn't like to, he doesn't like to hold him to the ball for too long. He like, he's clumsy, so they just attacked him. And they, and that's how they beat us. And that's, that, yeah, I'll never forget, they said, we just said, you know what, we'll stay away from Agar. We just attack Skirtle, attack Skirtle. He was bound to make a mistake. And he made mistakes, and they beat us. Nah, I never forget that. Nah, it's true. He like yeah. When I when I look at especially someone like Daniel Acker, like if I just talk about him for a set, it's like with him, the same same thing you just said. Um, is why get why did Brendan get rid of him? I, like, I never I never really understood that in terms of I know they didn't, they didn't see eye to eye for whatever reasons, blah blah blah. But it's like the way I looked at it was as you just said, Aaron, the way that Brendan wanted to play, he was the centre-back that you needed in at that time. Like, Skirtle wasn't the guy that we needed. Especially if you look at, and we'll talk about that later on, if you look at, like, the 13-14 season where we almost won the league, when you look at um, the fact that we had Skirtle and I think, was it Colo Torre? I think at the back? <laughs> I'm sure it was Colo Torre. So Colo. it's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and listen, I love Colo Torre. I think Colo Torre was actually yeah. a good player. But it's like, the way that you wanted to play football, surely someone like Daniel Agar, who's good on the ball, who can pass, who can shoot, He's basically the almost like the like the before Van Dyke kind of player, like you know someone who was gonna dribble out with the ball, who can do do quite a lot, and he was comfortable. That's why I liked Van yeah. so much. He was just so comfortable on the ball, and he never really looked like he would lose possession that much. If that made sense. So it's like for me, I used to think, what like, what, what is the beef? Like, what what is the problem that you guys have? Can't you not like just kiss the makeup so we can you know move forward? But clearly they. They decided they they need to part ways, so he ended up leaving. But but yeah, now back to back to Sammy. Yeah, for me, the player like especially under Julio, like there's there's tons of players that we could we could easily go 
into. Like we can look at players like Emil Heskey, for example. When he came to Liverpool, it was like at first I was sitting there thinking to myself, nah, I mean, we've got Owen, we've got Paolo. Like, I don't really need Heskey, but he was able to develop Heskey in a way where he was able to work for the team. Do you know what I mean? Like, like Owen couldn't play without Heskey. That's the way like I was a big man, it. small. Like, you know, there we had a big man, and a big man, and a small man. But you know, it's funny though. Go on. I don't think Heskey gets enough credit. I think as Liverpool fans, Hell no. we respect Hell no. him. But as a in terms of his nationality and him, what he's done for his career, you don't get that much credit, you know. No, he doesn't. And to me, I'm confused because the way I look at it, even for England, even England started to realise it after a while. They were like, you know what, we kind of need to play Heskey alongside, say, um, I think at the time it was either Owen or like a Jermaine Defoe or just someone who's fast because Heskey's someone who can hold up the ball, bring other players into play, lay it off, and he can and he can score. Remember, he was a good finisher at Leicester. People forget that. He was actually a good finisher at Leicester City before he moved to us. So it's like, for me, I used to sit there and think, well, like when he first came in, I was a bit iffy. But then when I saw it, I was like, you know what? This works for the team. The, the, the players are able to play knowing that Hefty's going to hold up the ball. He's quick. He's strong. He can score. He can lay it off. So we're good to go kind of thing. And, but like, personally, the way I look at it was getting, buying Sammy Hupia, that was just like a stroke of genius. I was reading somewhere um, earlier on, in the summer that Gerard Houllier, um started, he brought in eight players. Eight players. Who, who brings in eight players? Do you know what I mean? Like, not many managers no will say, <laughs> yeah. You, you don't do that no more. He <laughs> brought Risa in as well, didn't he? I think so, yes, yes, yes. He brought in Risa And I was well, going to say Risa out there, but you know, remember that time when he should have kicked it, but he scored that own goal? Uh, listen, <laughs> so, let, let me not even... Cause so, that so that's kind of right. He brought a lot of dead weight, though, as well, though, you know? No, no, he did to the club. 100%. 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100
was it the 08-09 season where we or the 9-10 season I can't remember where we finished second to Manchester United but we were top in January and then I think we he, he did that um, famous um, talk about um, um, in regards to um, I think he was talking about um, Sir Alex Ferguson Man United and he did he did that whole um, whole statistic thing and I was sitting there thinking now isn't the time for you to be you know, doing all these kind of things and saying all these kind of things. Like, now is the time for you to be the manager that we want you to be and that you believe that you are. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not the time to come out and, you know, and, and make it seem like everything is about you. And that's what kind of annoyed me about Rafa. And I felt that throughout his entire reign when he was there, bar the Champions League season where we won it, I just felt he, he was just... Something just didn't sit right with me, like, and 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 that's always bugged me. Even till today, it's always bugged me. Like, just something just doesn't sit right with me. But I would say under him, probably his best signing. Well, not his best signing. That's easy, Fernando Torres. You know what I mean? There's, there's no question about it. Fernando Torres was for me was his best signing. One of the best players again to play. Um, El Nino. Yeah. El, El Nino. Do you know what I mean? Like he he Torres was different deadly <laughs> yeah different he, he was on another level he even you know what's so bad when i used to play fifa and you used to choose liverpool or spain that guy would be sprinting past players so fast and you sit there <laughs> think to yourself like what's going on i don't get it like it, it, it was it was just crazy like when torres came in again another player who when he came in i was kind of sitting there and i was thinking Mm, okay, you know, I've, I've heard about you from Atletico Madrid. I heard you were captain at quite a young age. So I thought, okay, he must be a good and like a decent player. Do you know what I mean? So let's see what he does. Kind of Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. And um, yeah, when he came in, I was like, all right, cool. When his first season, I said, okay, cool. We definitely got the best striker around or definitely top three behind maybe Henri and Ruben Listeray in terms of goals and stuff like that. But he's definitely in the conversation. And it's like, yeah, for, yeah, for me, Fernando Torres was that was definitely my guy. But again, it, it still goes back to because something doesn't sit right, like with Rafa Benitez. I don't know if you guys feel to say you might not. To be fair, but the something doesn't sit right with me when it comes to Rafa. I just don't really. Connect. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Um, for me, I loved Rafa. Obviously, that was the when I was a bit older. I was kind of younger. It was mm. Gerard, and I went to Rafa. But and I agree with you with the players. I would have said the exact same players. Um, mm. And I've even got like quotes with Gerard saying tactically he's mm. probably the best manager he's ever worked with. Oh, I love, I love Rafa, and I do see what you're saying. Do you know? But for me, what killed it is when he went Chelsea. Mm. I, I, I'm a, I'm that guy in it. We had this conversation. I was like, what? I'm that guy in it. It's like even if you're a manager, you can't go to certain teams in it. So that's what could happen. I do understand what you're saying about arrogance because I thought when he was doing all that, I thought, okay, he's just trying to be tactical. You know, like Sir Alex Ferguson said uh, to mm -hmm. the referee, oh, um, you know, are you playing to Arsenal's hands and and whatnot at halftime? You know, stuff mm -hmm. like that. And like, oh, don't don't be bullied by the Arsenal. Play. You know, what I'm saying it was like, don't let Arsenal mm -hmm. did it game, but that all that mental. So I did like. Yeah. I, but I do understand what you're saying. If you think about trophies and everything, other than the one big one, mm -hmm. you know, that like his attitude was kind of like he always had a very stink attitude. I agree, but I like I like that from him until we I started thinking, okay, what are we going to win now? Um, exactly, but exactly, yeah. exactly, and and that's just it with him. It's like you can have that. The thing is, yeah, you can have arrogance. You know, at the end of the day, it's football. You know, what I mean, you can you you should believe in yourself as a good player, as a good manager, as a good whatever in football. That's absolutely fine. But I just felt that we didn't need that. Like, we, we weren't in a position where we needed that. Like, okay, for example, he let uh, Michael Owen go to Real Madrid. I remember Owen speaking about it on um, Jamie Carragher's podcast. And he was and um, they were talking about, you know, obviously him going to Madrid and, you know, the, the reasons why. And he was like, it came down to a thing of Rafa just felt that he just didn't really need Owen obviously in that time, in terms of when he first came in, he just felt that, yeah, he didn't really need Owen and we could, you know, obviously find another player. I think we actually did um, Rafa Benitez by Milan Barrett. I'm sure he did. No, Julio bought him. No, yeah, oh, Julio's oh, yeah, uh, Julio. Cool. But I think that, um, obviously, Barrett was still there when Rafa Benitez obviously had come in. So, and then he, uh, Julio, Julio uh, Benitez is obviously bought in I think Benitez has brought in Jibril Cisse. I'm 
I'm sure if I'm if I'm No, I think Hula brought him as well. Yeah. Hula yeah, brought yeah, him. Yeah. 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 He started yeah. Yeah. Hula Hula brought him. He brought Morientes. And then uh, you got yes. Okay, yeah. And you okay, brought, cool. um, what's that winger we had? The Spanish one? Is it Rivera? Rivera? You know that that, that weird. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Then we started yeah. bringing some weird players in. And I love Bob. I love Bob. I love Bob. Don't get me started. Don't get me started on But you know what? With me, how you feel about Benitez, that's how I feel about Julia. I'm the opposite with them two. Because all right, you see for me, um Benitez, when he when he came, he had like he had a philosophy and like a style of play. And I would say up until the last season he was there, you could see how the team built up and progressed and got better and better season by season. And as he started to change the team and get the players that he wanted to get in, we were becoming much more of a force. And we were never yeah. Although we won more stuff under Houdier, I feel we were more, we were always kind of like a cup team. We were a team that you can beat anyone on our day, but yeah. we're not consistent. We weren't yeah, consistent yeah, at true. all. It's and true. even um, when we won the Champions League, it's like Houdier mm. like, always tries to take credit for that. And like I, f- I feel like with the tactics that you had, we never would have won that. Yeah, it's true. Like, yeah. although, like, as as we were talking, as we were talking when we talked about like the greatest comeback the other day, mm-hmm. um, there was like there were some magical results in that, like results that just like with the team that we had was like crazy, regardless of tactics mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Benitez put this tactically put us in place to get those yeah, results. He did. Mm-hmm. He, did. He, was, he, he was definitely tactically aware. Like he was definitely a manager who I would say, in terms of all the managers, I probably think we've had since the Premier League started, it probably was our best tactically in terms of yeah. knowing how yeah. to just win a game. Like, if we needed to win this, he just knew how to win it. Kind yeah. of actually, kind of thing. But yeah, we weren't... Other thing, sorry to cut you, the one thing that really, like, really annoyed me, let's say, uh, the stronger words I got for it, for me, <laughs> than that, was the whole thing how you dealt with Xabi Alonso. Because I think that messed up our team. Uh, that whole uh, thing exactly. when, um, and this is what basically, I'm um, because Benitez, he's a stubborn man, and like, I'm, like he's he's a solid man at the same time, and, and like, mm. there's there's things as a man like I rate him. Like when his dad died, for example, and like he stayed, he managed the team, and he's like, no, I'm not going. This is my job, whatever. I'm staying for the team. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's a, that takes a hard man to do them kind of things. Hundred percent, and I respect him for that. Obviously, Xabi Alonso, he was having like his first child at the time, and he wanted to be there for his child, and he didn't want to go to um, I can't remember who was playing, mm-hmm. and that pissed Benitez off. Because he was saying, look, I stayed here when my dad died. But now you're having a baby and you don't want to travel with the team. But that's to each one's preference. And then they kind of mm-hmm. fell out after that. And then that's when he went, that's when he um went to Madrid. And that, that I think was his downfall. Because Benitez is a bit although like I really rate I like I rate him as a manager, I rate him as a man, but he's a bit too stubborn. And he should have held back and said, Look, not everyone's like me. So yeah, true. all right, I did that, but because I did that doesn't mean everyone else is gonna do that. And because of that, 100%. like one of, like, one of the best players you brought to the club, and I feel one of the best players in the Premier League era that we had, mm-hmm. you fell out with him and ended up sending him to Madrid, where the guy was just yeah. carrying on doing to what you said about Owen as well. So you can see the, the you're talking about arrogance. So you can see this in is the same type of thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing with him. That the Champions League final, he said the same thing. He said the Champions League final. He said, Brent Fulham, the team he had, and tactically how he did the Champions League final. And set him up mm. and speak to them and everything. He goes tactically. There's not one. He said Hule was more of a dad, and you know he went for a lot. Arm of around the shoulder, kind of yeah. guy. And he said that, but tactically, Rafa was just different with it. He just came and he just sat him down. And he said and did stuff properly, and 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 he just tactically was just. But that's obviously he felt like he was up there. And when he got told this, you could see it when he went Real Madrid and Chelsea. He just felt like mm. I've achieved this, so. Respect me in it because even when it Real Madrid got rid of him, he was kind of like, How you get rid of it? I've got the yeah, one of the highest exactly. records for your team, exactly. Now, nah, he's like, yeah, it's, thank you. And, and this was this was my issue with, with Benitez. It's like, Yes, thank you. You know, I'm super happy we got we got the Champions League, great, whatever. But it's like, at the end of the day, me, I'm someone I move, I move on from seasons, I don't like, I don't dwell too much on what happened two years ago, a year ago, blah blah blah. I'm always like, All right, you won the Champions League. 
we move forward. Now, what are we doing next? And obviously, during that period of time, he was building a team, and we did have, I would say, arguably, in my personal opinion, I think we had the best midfield in. We had the best midfield in the Premier League. I don't. I can't yes. remember about Wells because I can't remember exactly. We had Mascarano, Alonso, and Gerrard in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Mascarano, Mascarano was the holding one. You had Alonso mm-hmm. like just like dictating the play, and you had Gerrard mm-hmm. as like as like the number ten. He was enjoying football that, that time. That time say, there, yeah, we that was enjoying our, football. Nah, we were that, that, that team that, that we had. Yeah. That team was disgusting, man. You gotta realize we had Reina and Torres up top. Torres up top, like with Gerald just in behind him. Who was even on the wings those days? I can't even remember. You know that's, how, that's how. What's that? Benny Yoon. Benny Yoon was he surprised? Oh yeah, we had Benny Yoon. Benny Yoon. I said no, 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 no. You said he's gonna. No, he was. Nah, Benny Yoon was cold. Benny Yoon was cold. I love Ben Ayun. Ben is what Lalana is today. That's exactly what he reminds me of. Lalana and Ben I think Ben was much harder than Lalana. No, no, yeah, yeah. I think it was harder. Is it Lalana? 100%. Ben Ayun was just different with him. He's gay. I hate to say it, though. He was just. He would twist up five man. Remember when we beat Madrid 5 0? How Ben Ayun was going on? Ben Ayun was moving mad. He was moving mad. Even to touch up on Torres, everyone has this big argument about Vidic and. Um, Van Dyke in stats, yeah. Hey, mm. Torres used to tell uh, I'm Vidic, you know. Listen, Torres used to treat Vidic like he was a Sunday league centre back. The way yeah. he used to just deal with both him and Rio. And bearing in mind, Rio and Vidic were good centre backs. They weren't rubbish. You know what I mean? Like, they were actually good behind them, Fargy wanted to deserve a great yeah, start. Like, come on, man. Like, it's like they didn't have like crappy teams and crappy, all of that kind of stuff. Like, they actually had a good, solid, Man United anyway, they had a solid back four back then times, ever on the left, and I think maybe Raphael and a couple, or someone else on the right-hand side. Yeah, the right-back like was a, kind of rotation, that's where they really didn't have it. Yeah, yeah, the right-back was a bit iffy. The right-back yeah, was, right was, was a bit iffy. That's why side and come in, right? Exactly. But it's like, for me, getting in, his best signing was Torres, but his best player in that time I would probably say would, would obviously have to be Steven Gerrard because he took it up to like a whole new level of football yeah. during that period of time. Like Gerald was moving crazy. You've got to realise 2005, he helps us to win the Champions League. 2006, he helps us to win the FA Cup. And then from there, it was just like, he was just going up a level, a level, level. And I can see it, yeah. It's, it's almost like you could almost see it in Gerrard's face. Until we got to the point where we had Mascarano, Alonso, and Gerard in the middle. I could see Gerard like he was just dying for Liverpool to just get better. Because he was thinking, I can't be the only one who's this sick, <laughs> and I'm kind of playing with players who are not really on that kind of level because it's hurting me. Because I know the team could be easily better, but it's missing players in certain areas, whatever the case may be. But when we got those three in the middle, again, best best midfield in the Premier League at that time, yeah. and it just bugs me how we just never won the Premier League with that team. There's no way you can text it here and tell me that that team couldn't win a Premier League. And the only reason I put that down to was the manager. The manager was the reason why we just weren't able to just kind of get over that kind of line. Do you know what I mean? It was a silly little thing. Uh, and then, it's a combination, yeah. I'd say. No, okay, I would yeah, say cool. because it's for a, me, easy, easy for me, I would say Alonso was key uh, true, to that. True. And... With him falling out of Alonso, that messed a lot of things up. But then those times, that's when we got, that's when um, we had those two American jokers that took over the club. Oh, uh, don't even get me started on those. And two, because of that, that messed up a lot of stuff with the club. Because obviously nah, he wanted certain players. Yeah, he did. He and did they were giving him them players. And then that's when he started, you know how Rafa, he's stubborn already. So he's like, you don't want to give me, oh, I don't want to, blah, 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 blah. And then he ended up cutting up. <laughs> Yeah. And then obviously you know then Mascarano wants to leave and it's like Torres wants to, all these guys wanted to leave then and that's when yeah, everything man. started breaking that, that was, basically Alonso for me was the catalyst in the start. So yeah. for me even like Torres, don't get me wrong, I'm saying because of like the impact and whatever it is, like as an impact, and obviously he's a striker, so he's gonna get more of the headlines. Mm. But I think mm. Alonso was his most important signing for me. 100 Alonso, yeah. everything I, went through this guy. And because of how Alonso grew with the team, Gerard became the guy that he was. Gerard, he could become more free. Because before, remember, yeah. Gerard was this box-to-box guy. Run. Gerard was doing everything. He was an action man yeah. for our team. Yeah. <laughs> he was. Like, he even though football, football is a team sport, that. but Gerard almost made it like an individual's. Like, that's how he was moving. 
he was moving different them days. And then Rafa got actually with with Alonso becoming more influential in the team, Rafa like developed Gerard's role. So actually he doesn't have to do so much and we can like we can make him more an attacking force and he can do more in that sense. And then that's yeah, when I, think he's, uh, I feel yeah. like we were in that talking time, about apart that, from right? up until when we got Klopp, I think that was I would say that was probably our best team. All right, it wasn't sometimes I wouldn't say it was the most exciting team. No, it wasn't, but it was definitely our best but, team. But like strength wise, our team was solid. That first eleven there was like yeah, we were talking about that uh, earlier. Um, I think myself and, and Aaron, we were just saying that, like, the the pushing Gerard, like Zabalonzo, like pushing Gerard forward <clears throat> behind the striker because obviously he was right mid and he went in the middle playing deeper. Then he got box to box. Then he got mm-hmm. him playing in that little that role. That's why I always say you know this whole comparison about Lampard and 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 mm-hmm. and Gerard. And I think people miss the trick with that is because. Whereas we said this in the last podcast, Chelsea allowed Lampard. They played around Lampard's like quality, so they let him just float behind the striker and, and we saw a lot of Gerard doing a bit of everything and then as soon as he was allowed to play behind Torres mm-hmm. and he still says he's one of the best strikers he, he, Torres said the best people he played with was Gerard. it's just mm-hmm. he was just different he was just able to unleash like you know like his full overall potential he was just like it, it was like Gerard, you don't like obviously do your hard work you do that we respect for that but you the footballing brain the passing was just mm-hmm. unlocked he wasn't really doing allowed to do that much because he was always thinking about all right cool, I've got to do something like that as soon as he was given a bit more freedom to roam up the field mm-hmm. it was lights out man that's that, why I just say there's no there's no comparison man. yeah for me there's no contest in that whole Gerard Lampard talk at all like oh, no, no, no. I never, I never... what they can do Gerard's a better player so it's everything 100%. he can do and Lampard you can only you have to have Lampard in a system to get the best out of him Gerard, best you, out could, of him. Gerard you could put this guy right back and he'll give you a man of the match I've seen Gerard play 100%. right back and like Listen, he used to play right back I've seen him play right wing, play left wing, <laughs> like centre mid, yeah. behind the striker. Come on, man. It's... I agree. Nah, and that Chelsea team, team not, but nah, that Chelsea team was so dominant at that time, and it just exactly. like it was built exactly. around Lampard. No, it yeah. wasn't. You got real. You play him in his best position, but then when we're weak in somewhere else, he's so good. You have to take him out of his position because he's doing a better job than other people in their position, and that's. Mm-hmm. Gerard was just too talented and it was just one of those things and that's that's why he got used like that but then no. as I said when we started to see the league, though, but yeah, was getting the team and building it the way he wanted to Aaron no, I want to hear if you don't so would you put Rafa in, in your top three then? Yeah oh, for so me <laughs> my top three for me my top three one is Klopp two is Rafa three is Hulia for me yeah, in the say, Premier League era yeah, that's yeah, me we say Klopp yeah, yeah. for last anyway now, yeah, yeah you know yeah I just say with Klopp just because he's the most recent one but even Klopp yeah for me again I I, I like like obviously I remember Aaron saying um, offline um, this next manager that I'm just about to say but for me yeah, I actually like Brendan Rodgers people didn't really like him but I, I actually like him as a manager like just him as an individual free. No, 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 no. Not, oh, you just talking about him. Yeah, yeah, like he's, he's just, but he's definitely a manager who throughout the years of managers I've seen, I liked him because for me, he came in and he had, he, it's like he knew exactly what he wanted to do. And for me, especially during that period of time, I remember when Brendan Rodgers came in, we had just come off the back of flipping, um, what's his name? Um, was it Roy Hodgson? Was it Roy Hodgson? We, we just, we just had nice. that. Yeah, no, it was Kenny Lopez stepped in, remember? Sorry. And gave us the, that the means, card. Yeah. Don't yeah, yeah. as like yeah, yeah, or whatever. Exactly. So yeah, so we had Hodgson. We don't, we don't talk about Hodgson. We don't talk about that guy. We don't talk about that guy. But like, <laughs> <laughs> it's England like, manager. Well, that's, that's all I know of him. Uh, and Palace. I'm listen, Fulham. Listen, Hodgson's been around for so long. Yeah, he's managed. I'm sure he's managed Inter Milan. I already told. Yeah, him. yeah he did. He did manage Inter yeah, as well. There you go. There you go. Like, that was but a like, long time ago, boy. Uh, yeah, exactly. That was when the, the Brazilian Ronaldo was probably even still about. But it's like when for me, Brendan Rodgers, when he come in, it was like team was crap. Let's not get, let's not be um, cool. Team was rubbish. We didn't really have any direction. The owners that we'd had previously have come in, completely messed us up, almost put us into administration. I can never forget um, on Sky Sports when they were talking about Liverpool going in, potentially going into administration. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And when Rodgers came in, it was, he came in as obviously a Chelsea 
youth coach. Well, he was he was a Chelsea youth coach. Sorry, he's coming to Liverpool, one of the biggest clubs in England, and no one gave him a hope or prayer that he was going to do anything in terms of they just Swansea, he was coming. Swansea was yeah, his yeah, exactly. So yeah, 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 yeah on his CV. Um, yeah, read on the CV and, and, and um, was, under Jose. Yeah, and under Jose. But it was like people kept bringing up the fact that he was, oh, he was at Chelsea Youth and this, that, and the other. But I thought, you know what, what he did at Swansea for me, I was like, I like the football that they play. If you can bring that level of football to a better team, then surely you can make something. And obviously, over time, when he yeah, yeah, Swansea was good when they came. Play, yeah, but Swansea were real good. I don't care what no one said, they were real good when they came. And it was like, when he was obviously, he almost won the league, yada, 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 and all that kind of stuff. And then, obviously, that summer was the biggest summer. And he, I think he just knew if he didn't get the players that he actually wanted and needed, potentially, we weren't going to go anywhere. Because, to me, I can't see how he thought getting in Ricky Lambert, Balotelli, and all these guys was going to be the answer after losing Luis Suarez, you know what I mean? So I was I was still with him in spirit, <laughs> you know what I mean? In spirit, I was still with him and I was sitting there saying, I think Rodgers can maybe do something, blah, 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 but then it kind of faltered. So for me, that would be the reason why I wouldn't put him into my top three. And then obviously the, the, my last, the last manager I'd put in is, of course, going to be Jurgen Klopp, just because in the, Jurgen Klopp came in, what, 2000, October 2015, and in the five, yeah, October 2015, in the years that he's been here now, we are Champions League winners, um, Super Cup winners, Club World Cup winners. We've been to God knows how many in finals. The Remember, he got us to like three finals in like a couple months. In, his, in, <laughs> in, in a couple months, like people forget. Like, and the thing is, I get bear fans telling me like bear people. Bear people used to say to me, "Oh, um, when Klopp come in, or oh, all he kept doing was losing finals." I said, but "Hold on, first and foremost, are you even getting to a final?" Let alone, right. are you even worrying about winning it? Do you know what I mean? We're a team who wasn't even expected to get to these finals. Europa League final, League Cup finals, Champions League finals. We're getting to all of these finals consecutively and then making top four. And he's progressing the team year in, year out. From the second he came in to the to today. One signing at a time. Progression. One signing at a time. Do you know what I mean? And it was like, Klopp is the manager who... <laughs> Tactically, uh, I, I, and again, I don't even think tactically that Klopp is even that amazing, so to speak. Like, I don't feel that his tactics are like, oh my goodness, like he's he's so amazing in terms of what he does, blah blah blah. I just being a fan of the Jurgen Press. Say that again. Being a fan of the Jurgen Press. <laughs> no, there's no even I'm not. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, it's not that I'm not a fan of it. Of course, I like, of course, I love. You must it. not. You must not like rock and roll. <laughs> I'm not really a rock and roll fan. I can't even lie. <laughs> but it's like, in terms of the tactic, as in Rapabilly is way more tactical than Jurgen Klopp. But what Jurgen brings to the team is his own passion. And I feel that the players could just feel that from him. So anything he asks them to do, they'll do it. They'll do it regardless. You know what I mean? They, they, they will play for Klopp. And you don't get that many managers out there who the team is actually playing for the manager. So if the team yeah. are going to play for the manager, they'll anything he tells you to do. Heck, if Klopp turned around next season and said, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna play three at the back, and I just want you guys to pass, 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 pass all day," the players will do it. Of course, they'll do it because they believe in what Klopp's doing and they believe in him as an individual because of how he is, how passionate he is, and stuff like that. So, yeah, like it's just one of them ones where if Rod, like I feel that Rogers' tactics for me, I preferred them than Klopp. And I still, and they're, they're very similar really? in, in where they were. Yeah, I prefer, I prefer, I like the diamond. I don't know about you guys, but I like that diamond that we used to play. Um, England, see the thing you know, about Brendan, I'll say, yeah, he was a great coach. I thought he was a terrible manager. Yeah. I felt, okay, cool. and even when Raheem, the Raheem, <laughs> come, they talk about Michael, yeah, I look, Raheem Sterling, even his agent said he was a great coach, terrible manager, yeah. Mm. He could get the players working. He had the great idea, great philosophies. He weren't big enough, he wasn't established enough to get the type of players he needed to play in that diamond. He was playing Joe Allen on the right side of the diamond. Like, let's keep, let's keep it serious, yeah. He was never going to get the players, the type of players he needed to play his philosophy. He wasn't big enough. No one would coach yeah. and go, oh, I'm going to play for Brendan Rodgers. And that's obviously you got to prove yourself up. <laughs> So, Brendan Rodgers, if you look at it, yeah, let's forget about the, he, but he did do a lot for us. His playing style was really good. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, he, he, uh, I wrote some notes down, so I look into the right. Yeah, he was playing <laughs> style was really great. That's one thing you'll give to him. He 
he had this very much like put my arm around you. He got like Sterling, he had SAS, he had he had amazing players. We had number one and number two goal scorers in Suarez and um and Sturridge. He had, do you know what I mean? He he had us playing great football, getting us back in terms of he was he did a good job. Yeah, he's Raheem Sterling playing in a cam roll. Yeah, me and Aaron mm-hmm. earlier about how that was his his plan. He did that first. And obviously mm-hmm. Pep's, you know, ran with it and got him scoring, finishing and being great. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um he weren't gonna you know what I mean, he probably wanted a big player, but only could sign the Aspasses, the Buri, the Burinis yeah. and whatnot. Because he tried to go back to Swansea and sign players, he tried to sign Sigerson. He couldn't get players that would have played great in his Role in you know I mean in in, yeah. in 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 the what he wanted diamond was a good check he did we played good football but I think even little things like managers I feel like him like letting Sterling have a, a break then he went off you know what I mean and whatnot these are things that managers don't really do I understand they might say oh but Jurgen you know did send the kids out to play but when you're sending your star out when you're trying to win something you go into Champions mm-hmm. League final we still couldn't sign play you go to Champions League you still couldn't sign big players and yeah. no one was like you he didn't have that. Oh, let me go sign for this. Uh, agents have said Sterling, especially again, said he's a great coach, but not a good manager. He doesn't know how to. Man, I think it's inexperienced. But look, he's doing that Leicester. Look what he's doing. I think we did that Swansea. I think he's a very good tactical manager, but mm. he just like who's gonna go play for? Even now, if you look at Leicester's team, he's signed a lot of like kids and playing with a lot of kids. Who is gonna go to play for under Brendan Rodgers at that time as well? At the period he was, he did turn us around, but. When you think about, when I say think about Jurgen, from when we first was being linked to him, he wasn't even a manager that people thought were was a great manager, um, because yeah. I feel like yeah. they were looking at like a great manager. yeah, they were looking at like the Juve manager at the time. Uh, you know, all them people and Simeone saying these guys are the managers you need. As soon as we, was, I'm not sure if it's just me, but as soon as we saw him do his first press conference, mm-hmm. I just fell in love. He was he was the passion. What we needed was our passion. He brought yeah, our passion back. He was his energy. Everything. As soon as, as soon as like, I was like, okay, we got another manager. We've been through how many in the last God knows since I've been watching Liverpool. You know, what I mean, oh, this short period of time. But then he, he you know, what I mean, I looked at it and I just said, oh, earlier, and I, he, I just didn't get. It. I remember looking at the screen like this, and I was like, wow, like the passion. <laughs> he was like, yeah, you know, he's he's very, you know, what I mean, and that's what we need. Our fans. That's how our fans are. Like. Mm-hmm. He was the perfect fit. You know, the missing jigsaw to, to that puzzle. He was just. I just believe straight away that we was going to do something. Maybe not win the league to tomorrow, but I knew he was going to Then he got us in the finals. I was like, oh my God. And like you said, he's, everyone was trying to mug us off saying, oh, you know, final. Uh, he got finals, but he's a failure. He's a failure, blah, blah, blah. Cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. But what he needed was time. And to be fair, if we didn't believe in his vision, remember, then we signed him another five-year contract quite soon. And everyone was like, oh, he ain't really done nothing yet, but, but lost a few finals. And you guys are giving him another five-year contract. And yeah, true. Look, look, at, look at us now. I think, um, wow. I do agree with Aaron though. I think Jürgen Klopp's, I don't know if we say tactics because it's just press heavy and rock and roll. That is a tactic, isn't it? And it's yeah, working. But, it's, but it's, I did understand what you meant about Brendan Rodgers tried to, you know, he had his pen and paper, he always tried to niggle things around. And, you know, like, you know, you know, you know, you know, you're watching Brendan Rodgers too hard, uh, Brendan Rodgers too hard, man. Leave him alone, man. Do you know what, man? I've asked that. For me, Brendan Rodgers, I think he, he was our luckiest manager of recent times. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know what? Since I've seen him at Leicester, I think he's better than I thought he was. But, yeah. all right, tactically, this, for me, the thing he used to do in defence, and we were talking about before, like, off air, with, like, with Skirtle and stuff. For me, that's nonsense. You can see Skirtle can't pass. And when he used yeah. to do that with us and play, like, I was like, what's wrong with this guy? I can see Skirtle physically hasn't got the technical ability to do what you want him to do and you're trying to make this guy do it and we're losing games because of this and that's yeah. why this guy used to really annoy me and alright in that season when we came second when we came second and everyone like a lot of people are like they laugh and they blame Gerard and say Gerard lost the title because he slipped or whatever I blame Rogers for that I don't blame I, don't, I blame yeah, Rogers for that more than anyone else because yeah, how yeah. we set us up to play against Chelsea when we didn't need to beat them again what is he and doing? I, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I did, I did have that. And then at the same time, in that season, we didn't have Champions League. We didn't have we didn't have European football. And for me, Suarez was the best player on the planet. Suarez, he was moving mad that season. Mm, and that's the reason mad. why we did so well in that season. Yeah, of course. And I think course. Suarez, that's why Suarez wanted to cut. Because Suarez didn't rate this guy. 
Because yeah, remember, no. the whole thing with Suarez, as soon as Barcelona showed interest, we managed to keep him for another season and whatever else. But mm. Suarez didn't want to stay. I don't think yeah, Suarez yeah. wanted to stay with this guy. Remember, um, Doug Lee signed Suarez. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah, Torres, yeah. Torres yeah. wanted to leave. Torres was always a bit like mopey and upset ever since. Remember, he went and celebrated. He wanted to leave. We sold him to Chelsea and we got Carroll and we got Suarez. Doug Lee signed them. Mm, it's true. It's true. Yeah. But that's why, for me, I think Rogers he got kind of lucky. For me, that's why. That's why I feel that. I forgot about that. Not to say I don't think Suarez. he was good, but tactically, I don't think he's got nothing on Klopp. Because all right, Klopp's yeah. style is like, is simple to an extent, but Klopp knows the yeah. players that he needs to play his system, and his system works well. But when Klopp came in, even with when he came in from the first game that we had, you could see like. Players like Ings, we were getting so much more out of Ings than we was getting yeah, under yeah. um under Rogers. We were getting so That's much true. more out of Lalana. He signed one player. Was it just girl? This guy transformed some of these players that we had. Like they were, they just looked different. Even um even though he used to drive me mad as well because all the, like the stupidness he used to do at the back. But even Moreno started looking a bit better. Ah, oh, Moreno, oh, Jesus Christ, on that guy. People like Klopp just changed the whole thing. Look at the games when we had against like um Norwich and stuff. Mm-hmm. That game when we ended up five. winning it in the last minute and they yeah, broke his yeah, glasses yeah, last, and all these yeah, things. Yeah, like, yeah, Klopp's oh, just yeah, got a yeah, different vibe to it. <laughs> for me, he's like, he's like, all right, he's not tactically, I wouldn't say he's tactically as on point as Benitez, <laughs> but he he's tactical to an extent. But then he's got that feel-good kind of vibe, which I'd say that probably who, someone like Hoody has got. But then he's got the passion of like, of like a fan. Or a sports star, you put yeah, that all together. Yeah, yeah. You can, we thought, we thought like relatable. You kind of, yeah, yeah, Because <laughs> I used to see with Klopp, like, um, I didn't know that much about him, but I used to see him with Dortmund. And I see when he got Dortmund to um, the Champions League final. And then they, mm. I think they lost to Bayern in the final or whatever. But just the way mm. that the players loved him, they embraced him. And like, Dortmund, when he built them up, like, half of these players, I didn't even know who they were. I didn't know who were Bamiang and. Yeah, I'm like, nah, you know what you're on. You know what you want. And mm. it works in your system and it works you know, brilliantly. You know, I remember. Same with Salah. When, said... when we was going to buy Salah, I'm like, yeah, again. Like, I've heard about Salah. Yeah, I've heard good things. I've seen good things with him. But are we really going to pay for this guy? Like, I'm not really sure we should spend all that money on him. But then again. Yeah. True. Look how it's turned out, bro. Remember <laughs> when one he, of the um, best in the world. Do you remember when true, he came Whereas in? when I look at, like, um... When I look at like Julia, for example, when I look at like Julia's best, all right, Hippia. Hippia was a really good signing, but Gerard, Gerard came up from the academy. Yeah. Um, when I look at um, Benitez, all right, Benitez, you signed like uh, Alonso, I read before, because I didn't know who Alonso was. But then, yeah, leave it that. Torres, leave it that. Torres was always highly rated in Spain. All right, his goal record weren't really that, and you developed him onto that, I'll give you that. But Torres was mm-hmm. always a really high, highly sought after player. Yeah, Mascarano, Mascarano was as well, but I thought West Ham done some madness to him, and then hey, I don't even know what happened over there. It was the owners. Oh. Remember the guy owns they owned so when people's kind of like owning players yeah. like Kia, that company. Yeah, that was weird. Because yeah, okay. yeah, okay. remember West Ham had Tevez as well. Yeah, Tevez had yeah, Mascarano, yeah, like, yeah. but Adam Pardew was yeah. playing Mascarano on, on the right wing or something mad. Yeah, yeah, that was about Klopp though. Do you guys remember when when he came in and he was kind of like okay? I'm gonna. I'm not gonna get rid of nobody. I'm gonna just chill. Mm. Analyze my squad. Okay, Lalana. Everybody run like Lalana. Everybody, Lalana. He just knew. He just went. Okay, you. Everybody needs to put this amount of shift in. If you're not, you're not. You're, you're, you're not doing it. You know what I'm saying? He was always saying, "I'm not gonna get rid of people. I'm gonna give people a chance to prove themselves." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Play that with stay with the same players that um we had that uh, Brendan Rodgers had. You know, yeah. signing, and he and he just had them playing different. They said things, and that was well, not a signing. But I'm saying in general, he had players playing better than they were before him. Yeah, so definitely. it's like, and he was just like, "Yes, Lon, you're the type of play, guys, guys. This, this, this golden boy. This is where you guys. This is where you need to. You need to. You know what I mean? And who at our time, no respect, we would be at that time. We would have said Lon is golden boy. No, 
there would have been another player. Lana paid well, but we would have just said, you, yes, you. It's going to be you. That's what you all need to be. If you can't fit this model, it's not going to work. And like Aaron said, nah. he, just, he just said, he, he might have been tactical, but he said, this is what I'm going to play, and I'm going to get the players that can play that. So that's a tactic. Now, to me, look, I, hear, I, I, I agree. Let me know if I hear that, because I actually agree. Especially when Klopp came in, bearing in mind that first game against Tottenham, was it? I think it was nil-nil. That was the most I think we'd ever run in the Premier League, ever, like, in terms of when the stats had ever even begin. So I'm not going to lie. After that first game, when I saw the first game, and I've seen, I'm thinking, because I thought to myself, oh, my days, yeah, we're definitely going to lose this game. Tottenham were a good team at that point in time. They were, you know, on, on the rise and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, all right, we're kind of, you know, we've just got Klopp in. It's his first game. First game has to be Tottenham away at White Hart Lane. And I'm thinking, what's, what, what's going to happen here? But after that first game, when I saw the way the players played, I just said to myself, oh, nah, man, the old Klopp's going to do something crazy here, boy. Because the way that these players are playing, he's getting this, as you said, Omar, he's getting the same players, that same players that we had before. He just, somehow they're just playing a lot different and a lot, They've got a lot more in them, for some, like for some weird yeah. reason. So I thought, okay, cool. Maybe it is the Klopp effect in terms of he's coming. At the end of the day, it's not like he was a, I wouldn't say like he was a great manager, but he was a respectable manager in world football. You know, I mean, people would love to have Man United would have taken him. Anybody would have taken him at that point in time. Yeah. I mean, he's just come off. He just come off winning the Bundesliga, I think, twice in that time. He's got to the Champions League. Um, final lost out obviously to Bayern Munich, so he was a respectable manager. So I understood why we got him in and I like the fact that we were able to attract someone like him in. But I think yeah, he, even he said himself it was just he was just a perfect fit. Do you know what I mean? And I would say who would know? Who would you guys say is his best signing since he's been here? Like so far? It would have to be it would have to be Salah because of his numbers, isn't it? Oh. I don't know, you know <laughs> Yo, you know Vincent, so. on the one time I agree I agree I say Salah you, you, I <laughs> Because yeah, the reason why I think it's mostly I was just about to say I think I'd have to say Van Dyke. I'd have to say Van Dyke. No, I wasn't thinking he about like, that solidness. Like the, you know what? I wasn't even thinking you, about that. You. you know, I'm not gonna lie to yeah. you. Yeah, even though all right, Allison is a very good like, signing. Well. But the thing is, all right, if you look at like um, if you look at just from when we got Van Dyke in December or whatever it was, up until mm-hmm. the, up until the end of that season, our defense was just like. No, it just changed. Right. Like it, it almost changed, changed overnight. It was right. and, and outscored your opponent. A couple little mistakes here and there, but everything yeah. still. It just yeah, it just became a we lot kind more of just solid. outscored our opponents at that time, innit? It was basically just yeah. win six one, six three, six yeah. five, six two, whatever. Six one, we will we will be happy if we won six one. We will be happy. <laughs> it would be win six five, win six four. That's what we were doing. We were yeah, so I, yeah, I. I I'll say it here. I take it back. It is definitely. I forgot. About, I forgot. I forgot <laughs> you know, it's when I think of Van Dyke. I think about how uh, how Christmas came early. So I remember the photo on the Liverpool number four shirt by Christmas tree. Mm. Christmas yeah, came. Christmas real. came early. So yeah, I agree, hundred percent. It was definitely be Van Dyke. I think. I yeah, was just thinking uh, let's not be let's get, let's not be fooled. I'd say Salah is a very very close second. And if it wasn't for Van Dyke, then I would have said Salah. And then I probably yeah. would have gone. I probably say Van Dyke, Salah, and Allison in terms of the the effect that they've had on the club and on the team in terms of who they are. But yeah, Van Van Dijk has to be has to be um has to be number one man because he was the guy when when he as you said Aaron, when he came in, it was like the team completely changed overnight just from one player. And I didn't even understand because I was like, is Van Dijk really that good? Like at the time anyway, I kept thinking Who's like clean sheets? What's that? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I hadn't seen a clean sheet for my club in consecutive years. You know what I mean? For years, years, years. And I was sitting there since Rafferty. Yeah, since Rafferty's, we weren't getting no consecutive clean sheets. And also, what we're talking about outside the group, we were talking the group saying that no matter who Van Dyke, you put beside Van Dyke, Mm-hmm. Plays well. As much as I was saying, what about Lovren? He was like, yeah, I was like, no, but he actually. Nah, improved. but Lovren yeah. looks better uh, next to Van Dyke. Yeah, but he looks much better next to Van Dyke. When he's next to Matip or Gomez, uh, he looks completely lost. But when he's next yeah. to. Yeah. He looks decent. Man, looks I was thinking Bruno you know, at centre back beside him before Lovren plays centre back again. Oh, uh, yeah, fact. Well, let's put it this way. Um, in the Club World Cup final or in the in the semi final thing, who played centre back? It was Jordan. Oh, Henry. yes. Exactly. That tells you everything about <laughs> who he really rates. But like, if you had to pick his worst 
signing, who would it be? I can't even think of a player that he's even bought like that who would be bad. Let's see. Because of the impact it had, I want to say Kaza because it's tough to say. Nah. On the top of my head, I'll say Carrius, but I don't want to say Carrius yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Because yeah, actually, I like, apart, if you take the mistakes out of Carrius, I actually like Carrius. I like to. Carrius is a good goalkeeper. I keep yeah. telling you guys. He's a good goalkeeper, man. You guys, you guys, you guys, ready, you guys ready for one? Go on. All right. So, in that category, yeah, you ready? Mm. We have drum roll, please, Magic. And we have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got inside this one. You ready? <laughs> Stephen Cooker. Stephen Cooker, oh. mate. Salah and Robinson. 
he's actually probably made two signings that we don't really count because one wasn't really his sign in Solanke and Corker was a was an emergency buy because I think we lost the centre back at the time, so we just took him. Manningar didn't play much experience for the young kids. So I wouldn't say he actually got anything wrong. <laughs> Because remember, I think, I think I one of us. Uh, you know, I'll pick Clavin then in that hole. Who? Yeah, it's true. I'll pick Clavin. Oh, I forgot about Clavin. Clavin, don't be Clavin. That was terrible. Probably need another centre back. Other than Burnley, he gave me nothing. He did nothing for us too. Nah, man. I think I think we can all agree. I'm, I guess unless you guys have a different top three in terms of managers, I'm guessing we're gonna say Julie. We all agreed on Julie as one, right? What as number one? Yeah. No, no, I, no, I, no, not that one, but just like as, oh. as one, just as one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Julio Benitez and um, Klopp, yeah. Yeah, we agreed oh, on that. Yeah, yeah. I want to see I the orders, though. No, I want to hear your order first. My order? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hard because um, I'm going to be that guy who just says, in the order they came in the Premier League. I'm going to play it safe. <laughs> so okay, I'm going to cool, say cool, who cool. Rafa. <laughs> so put, oh, okay, so, so just, just to get this straight, Omar from Scouts in London, you're saying that Klopp is first. I just need to get that out there so that when people hear this... I can't even, that doesn't even sound right. That doesn't even sound right. That doesn't even sound right. Um, all right, do you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to go Klopp. And we're talking about from Premier League, yeah? Remember, so we're not talking about, yeah, yeah. you know... Yeah. So I'm going to go Klopp. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go uh, Gerard Hude. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to go Rafa. What about you, Aaron? Top one, Benitez two, Julia three. Top one, Benitez two, Julia three. Okay. I would, if, to be fair, I've, I've always said it and I will never, I don't think I'll change it any, until Klopp, until Klopp stays for a bit longer, I would still go Julia, Klopp and Benitez. I just, I just think when I watch Julia, like it was just different, man. I just, there was just something about Julia for me that like just made me think, nah, man, this team. And it's not as if, remember, at the end of the day, now we've got six players. It's different. You know, I mean, we, we, we actually Can have the best team. Now you can't change, man. Live with that, live with that to the grave. Yeah, you have to take that to the grave. Can I put Roy Evans in there? Wait, <laughs> if you want to put Roy Evans in there? Nah, 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 nah. I was gonna say. For this, I, I think I'm, I'm, when I say, well, I'm kind of saying, yeah, because when I grew up, it was Gerald Hude, he was kind of like, exactly, yeah, that was yeah. my guy. And that was so, the guy, yeah. I kind of agree. I think Klopp has been here for the time, but I feel like Klopp is above Rafa. Gerard yeah, is the manager who I felt most connected with when growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in terms of, you know, the passion, the style of football and everything, so... I would more lean towards, yeah, what you said, G. Um, but No, listen, don't try to jump on my bandwagon. Do you know what I mean? You, you have your chance. <laughs> you pick your manager. <laughs> I changed it three times already. Boy, <laughs> yeah. my reasoning is just that, do you know what it is? It's like, for me, the most important, all right, trophies are important. Don't get me wrong. Trophies yeah, are important. I'm not, I'm not going to dismiss that. I love the three of them. Obviously, Hudi has got the most at the moment. But mm-hmm. for me, it's like progression of what the team, where you had the team, and how the team is developed. And for me, that's why Klopp is one, more than anything else. And for me, that's why Benitez is two, because of how he developed the team, even though in his last season, for I say that more to do with his arrogance and whatever, like he basically messed up, I feel. But um, but Julier, I don't think Julier progressed our team to those kind of levels that those two have. And that's why he's third for me. Like for me, the whole time when we had, the whole time on the Julier, we were like a great cup team. We can beat anyone on our day, but we weren't a consistently strong team that you can say is one of the best. And under Benitez, I wouldn't say that like we were like one of like the best teams in Europe or whatever else. But we were button. But we. But he was consistently building a stronger team. And towards the end of his thing, we were definitely one of the best teams in England. Definitely up there with the European teams. Whereas now, I would say like if you look at what Klopp's taken us to. To now, we're arguably the best team in the world. Like that. Yeah, in I itself. can't really think of anyone better than us, to be fair. And all right, you can say we've got better players on whatever else, but Julia mm-hmm. spent a lot of money and he bought a lot of players when he was there. So it's not like he yeah. was limited. It's yeah, a bit sure. different, I would say, with Rogers because Rogers, I would say. He was limited. Rogers yeah, was Rogers limited. was limited because he just, he's, I don't think he was rated at the time by certain yeah, players wasn't. and whatever else. Yeah. So he had that problem. 
But Julio was respected. Julio seemed to get whoever he wanted. Benitez as well seemed to get whoever he wanted from Spain and stuff. And Klopp seems to get whoever he wants. So it's when I look at it like that, I don't really have to put himself higher than what I place it in that sense. All right, he's trophy wise, he got the he has he, he's done the best so far. But mm-hmm. and brand of football wise, that's also why I have to say Klopp because Klopp is like you watch it and you love mm-hmm. like you love what you're seeing. Under Benitez, don't yeah. get me wrong, I watch my team still, but certain time I'm watching this game, I'm like, you know what, if I didn't support this team, I wouldn't really want to watch I wouldn't really want yeah, to watch it. Yeah, it's true. It was hella Apart boring. from that last season boring. we were talking apart from that season really when Gerard went forwards and he was playing behind Torres and stuff, we played like we played a lot more attacking and free football then. But Benitez yeah. is such a tactician the way he like set us up like, like the game's like some chess game or something, man. It, it, like, it wasn't great to watch. Where Klopp, nah, it's great to watch. Like even even um that year when um I think it was his first season when um we were losing three 0 to Dortmund and we turned that even that that's that's another comeback game. But we even mentioned to be honest. Yeah. But even that game at Anfield when we were like two or three 0 down and we pulled it back and even Lovren scored in that match. Like <laughs> them kind of games there. Like the way we played, the action, everything. You wouldn't get them games under Benitez. I, you wouldn't I, get them I, games I, under Julian. I agree. I do. I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think that's why Klopp's the whole package to me. Yeah, Klopp's probably Klopp in out of the three managers that we've just named. Klopp is probably the combination of the two in terms of he's the Julian in terms of a father figure, arm around your shoulder, and da da da. And then he's also got the Benitez in him, where he is tactically not like not that I think he's you know not good tactically like that I just felt that maybe Rafa's just a bit ahead of him but he has that tactically or tactical awareness whereby he knows how to put a team out which is good enough for him and good enough for the club in which it's effective for us to win football matches and at this present moment in time he isn't doing us wrong so I can't really complain with that to be honest I, I would probably say if I did change then I would change to your three in terms of like top three um, managers at Liverpool during our, um, during the Premier League um, era. So yeah, now nah, Klopp, Klopp, Klopp. Right now, Klopp is Klopp is the man. Klopp is the man right now. Obviously, he's gonna pick up one Premier League trophy now. It's just how he moves forward. You know, we'll, we'll talk about that on the next um, on another podcast. Just in terms of how we move forward with this Liverpool team because we can't stay stagnant. So if Klopp can prove to me that it's just you know, like a one season wonder kind of thing, then cool then I will change it completely and he will be my main guy for the time being. Just because as much as you say that Julio was a cup manager and stuff like that and we were great on our day, he was consistent. Do you know what I mean? He was very consistent. He won trophies consistently enough for us during that period of time. So I, I will always say, nah, he was the guy where I was most relatable to just in terms of we were still winning stuff. You know what I mean? When I was that young anyway, like during when what, whatever year he come in, 96 or 97 or whatever it was kind of thing till... 2000 and whatever so it's like for me Julio will stay number one but Klopp will be, will probably overtake that come next by the end of next season anyway because he'll probably pick up another Premier League trophy so yeah man but but yeah no that, that, that was a that was a good one man that was a good one guys um, for any anyone who's um, tuning in today and anyone listening to us today please um, leave us comments let us know who you guys would place as your top three managers in the Premier League era. Uh, we'd love to know. Um, and yeah, as I love to say on the podcast, we bid you guys a farewell and have a good day. Stay safe.